567 Cape Talk. Five things to do this weekend. The five best things to do in Cape Town this weekend is brought to you by Peter Terrin's Theatre on the Bay. And, uh, of course, one of the things that if you haven't done yet, you really only have till uh, this weekend to do, it is uh, Cape Town City Ballet's Night and Day. So whether you're a fan of the ballet or whether you're a fan of Cole Porter, uh, this is something for you to do. And uh, Jane Fiddler is a soloist in the Cape Town City Ballet. She has graciously uh, agreed to chat with us today about the uh, about Night and Day. Thank you for joining us, Jane. Hi, good afternoon to all your listeners. So, Jane, how long has this been on for the, on the stage for? Well, Night and Day has been running for um, almost, well, just over a week now. And um, it's been a very successful season for us. This is not the first time we're doing it. Uh, this is a repeat season, as it's been so widely uh, um, um, accepted by everybody. Um, Night and Day is actually a tribute to the life and the music of Cole Porter. Of, of course. Do you find people coming in because of Cole Porter or because of the ballet? Well, a bit of both, really. Um, it, um, the, the ballet is um, very diverse, and um, so it's not purely classical ballet, right. um, although they are, we are classical ballet trained, um, but it, it appeals to a variety of, of um, um, dance lovers. And um, obviously the music is just um, amazing. It's um, um, all Cole Porter's music, um, which has domi- dominated the 1930s um, to the 1950s. And we um, look at um, using pieces like Too Darn Hot and um, Let's Misbehave and Anything Goes. And those are all numbers that everyone knows. They can sing along and enjoy the, se- the, the evening. Um, it, it's, it really is a delightful ballet and um, very exciting. It uh, keeps the audience on their, their tips, their toes, um, so to say. You can sing along with the music, basically. <laughs> well, yes, in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. Sing along. <laughs> and, of course, it ends this Saturday. It does, yeah. We've only got two more shows left, and they are, one is at 2 p.m. on Saturday, and the other one is 7.30 p.m. So this is your last chance to, to actually get to see it. And um, I really, really recommend that you actually get to the Artscape to see the show because you don't want to miss this one. No, you really, really don't. No. And in terms of classically trained ballet dancers like yourself, how do you find, I mean, is it liberating or frightening to have to take on a far more contemporary style? Um, it's very exciting, actually. It's, so, it's a real challenge for us to be able to do so many diverse styles. Um, and, I mean, that's what ballet is all about because you know, we love the classical, obviously, because that's why we're drawn to the arts. Um, but, you know, to be able to show that we can actually do other forms of movement is amazing. And that's really, it's a challenge for us as dancers. So we actually thoroughly enjoy it. It's very and exciting for us. Will we be seeing you this Saturday? Um, most definitely you will, yes. I will be on the stage and um, I... I um, uh, and, and, and many other performances as well. Because we've been very busy this December season. We've had a, a very um, busy season with three ballets. And as you know, Night and Day is one of the last of the, the, the um, three ballets. Um, and at the moment, we're busy working for Firebird and Les Sulfides. So we're rehearsing for that. Wow. Um, so if you don't get to see uh, Night and Day, definitely get yourself to Maynardville because we will be there from the Sunday the 19th of January. And it runs um, straight through to Sunday the 16th of um, Feb, every Sunday. Um, and we'll be doing Firebird and Les Feed, which is um, also a great ballet to go and see. Two, two amazing ballets. And, you know, under Maynardville, it is an open-air theatre and just one of those most spectacular set- settings. So um, there is an opportunity to see more ballet. It's just the end of uh, Night and Day this Saturday. It's good to know they keep you on your toes. They do, they do, which keeps it very exciting. It's a wonderful job. <laughs>
Jane Fiddler, soloist at the Cape Town City Ballet, reminding us that uh, although night and day ends this weekend, there is more ballet coming up and the opportunity to see it at uh, Maynardville Open Air is absolutely extraordinary. Celebrating summer. 567 Cape Talk. Your number one news and talk station. Nsolo Setlava is the uh, Lomarines Queen's Plate 2014 host and MC. And of course, this extraordinary event has everything that uh, a prestigious uh, horse event could have. It, it's been running for 153 years. It's got haute couture, entertainment, after parties, and never mind the fact that you could uh, win around 1 million rand. Nsolo, thank you for joining us. What can we expect from this uh, superb event? Thanks very much for having me, Katie. I mean, I think you, you, you gave us a fantastic introduction right there. I think for, for us, it's a day of just equestrian excellence. You have world-class entertainment and also beautiful fashion. So it's a fantastic day just all around. So it's something that we're certainly looking forward to and looking forward to people to come through and join us and just have, to have a great day at the races. Uh, tickets cost around uh, 250 rand per person, all the way up to about 1,200 rand per person. What's the difference Yes, so we, we start at the study club ticket. So that's the, your that 250 rand ticket. And that'll give you um, access to the study club. And then obviously, as you progress forward, the more um, sort of you get access to different areas. So people can get onto computer tickets, buy your study club tickets. We've still got picnic sites available. Excellent. So I encourage people to certainly get on that as well. And what will you be doing at the event? I will be I'll be hosting the event and emceeing on the day, so people can find me walking around and and looking around for some people that are very elegantly dressed in their blue and white and uh, just looking to have a good time with the people of it. Oh, of course, that's important to mention. It has to be blue and white. Yes, strictly blue and white in terms of our dress code. Um, so we encourage people to to come out in their most elegant blue and white clothing and um, with a touch of personality as well. As you might know, we've got our competitions and prizes for best-dressed females. And for this year, we've introduced the best-dressed man as well. So that's About something time. certainly to look forward to for the men. About time, too, <laughs> in terms of best-dressed. Uh, that's what I think as well. Yeah, finally. Nzolo Zetlaba, do enjoy Saturday. Um, and I know it is a premier event. I, I hope the horses get at least a, a portion of the amount of attention as, uh, as the people do. They certainly will. I think everyone's really excited for the Lormorans Queen's Plate with, I mean, with our favourites, Red Ray and Jackson. But also we've got very strong finishes in White Line Fever and Cape Town who are Royal Zulu Warriors. So it's really going to be an exciting main race. And uh, it's a fantastic day all around. So, look, Africa Milani is going to be uh, talking about who to bet on. Uh, but mm-hmm. who, who are you going to put your money on? <laughs> I think uh, I've, I've got a Red Ray bias. <laughs> <laughs> I've certainly got a Red Ray bias. But like I said, there are a couple of horses that are really strong runners for the race. So it's going to be very, very interesting, exciting to have races. If you haven't got your ticket, go and get it now.
It's 30 years after Adapt or Die and Peter Dirk Ayes is still poking and prodding our conscience with his extraordinary insights into South Africa. The new 2014 production of Adapt or Fly is now on at Theatre on the Bay and tickets are selling fast. Uh, uh, so leading us down the rainbow road towards the 2014 general election, Peter Dirk Ayes reminds us that as long as we can laugh at our fear, we're in charge of our future. Only at Theatre on the Bay until the 25th of January. Celebrating summer. 567 Cape Talk. Your number one news and talk station. And we welcome uh, Marina Khribanon. She, of course, is a freelance theatre critic for Die Burger. And uh, Marina, you're going to talk to us about uh, two productions on at one of the smaller, some of the smaller theatres. Yes, I am. Hello, Sarah, and welcome back to all our, welcome back to the listeners. It's lovely I haven't to, spoken to them in a while. And it's lovely to talk to you. And uh, I'm hoping they're all rested because we've got a bumper theatre year ahead. I've already mm-hmm. had my first full week of shows. Sure. <laughs> and the diary seems to be filling up fast. We got, I'm going into April and May already. Uh, but now, now, puppetry is the theme today, not not because of the content. Only one of the shows I'm talking about will be is a puppet show. But the first one I want to tell you about is a show called The Things You Left Behind. Um, it's on at the Alexander Bar, the Upstairs Theatre, and it was written by a chap called Jason Potgitter, who's not only a trained actor, but he's also a very experienced puppeteer. He was with the Handspring Puppet Company, and I think he's one of the, the few people in, in the world who know how to work Joey the Warhorse. You know, he's a beautiful um, Warhorse puppet. Um, and, uh, but in this case, he, he leaves his puppetry aside, and he, he's created a beautiful piece. A story that he tells through five characters, which is he performs three of the characters himself, and the other two are performed by a former um, UCT classmate of his, Alicia McCormick. And it shows the strange coincidences and connections that can exist around a single person's life, even, even here in Cape Town. And, in, and it shows the commonalities and the shared humanity that we have. In this case, it's revealed by a, by a horrific accident. So the play is quite sad, but it's also extremely uplifting. Um, it, it's not a love story, but it's about a love story. And it's a beautiful piece of writing and acting, only an hour long. So, um, and I'm sure all our listeners will be able to identify with each character, right from Erwin the car guard to Dolores the drag queen from Delft. Um, so, yeah, so people can, can really do themselves a favor and pop around to Alexander Bar and go and see this play. And, of course, if you've it's never really been... It's really a special, a special little piece. If you've never been to Alexander Bar, that, of course, is an adventure all of itself as well. <laughs> so you really, really the should go. on the tables. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And, of course, uh, at the Mask Theatre in Musenberg? Yes. Now, here we come to the real puppet show. Now, now strangely enough, one of the, one of the, the guys who's a puppeteer in this particular show, um, Gabriel Marchant, was actually trained by Jason. How weird is that? But um, at the mosque at the moment is a a show called Warrior on Wheels. And it's it's based on a story um, that was written about about a little boy who suffers from a disability. And as a consequence, he's he's wheelchair-bound. And the story is told by way of puppets. And it shows how he overcomes his fears and his doubts and, um, you know, when people are not nice to him and whatever, how he manages to overcome that and live his life to the fullest and to fulfill all his potential. It was directed by Jared Kruger and it, it stars some really excellent puppeteers like, as I mentioned, Gabriel and there's also Nicka Lombard who's, who's special um, with Richard September as the narrator. We've really got some of our really good young theatre makers who are participating in this in this show. And there's some fascinating music written by Sean Acker and some some brilliant animation as well, Rudolf Janssen von Fieden. So people can really make a plan. And, and I mean, if you're wondering what to do about your kids for the next two days, there are two shows a day on. 
Um, it's an hour long. Go and take them there and go and see this beautiful show. Excellent suggestion. And of course, that is just uh, those are just two examples of what can be seen at the theatre at the moment. Marina Krivenor, thank you so very, very much. Uh, Barry Ronger, film critic, reviewed The Wolf of Wall Street. It's really amazing. It is a story, and it's a true story, in which Leonardo DiCaprio is a guy who wants to be a broker on, the, uh, on, on Wall Street. And he just climbs his way up to it like a real baboon. He doesn't stop for anything. He just jumps and grabs and goes and up and takes up. And he gets up to that uh, situation where he is fabulously money, uh, um, um, wealthy. And he is so ruthless and so brutal. It's the most wonderful story. It's also a true story. And I am uh, uh, giving the idea that this is going to be one of the, f- the five Oscar nominations for this year. It is so brilliantly done. That, of course, is Barry Ronger reviewing uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. And uh, he'll be talking also on the Weekend Breakfast Show tomorrow to Africa Milani about what else you can find at the movies and on TV. 567 Cape Talk. Five things to do this weekend. And, of course, one of the most important things you can do is uh, go and watch soccer, uh, football. I never know what's the right word to use. Yeah, well, ever since the World Cup year in 2010, I've been calling it football because all the FIFA folk were here and they were just saying, you know, football, this, football, that's a, You know, we used to call it soccer. In the, in the States, they call it soccer. But in Europe and around the world, in Africa and French-speaking countries as well, I think foot, football is the, is the way to go. Football it is, then. <laughs> Tell us what we can expect. Yeah, look, uh, the the Chan tournament kicks off. It's the African Nations Championship tournament. It's the third time that this event is being held. And around the world, uh, there's debate about its worthiness and, and, and what, what is it a big tournament? Is Should it be FIFA recognized? Uh-huh. Uh, should it be seen as one of the big international events? And and really, that's the debate at the moment. It kicks off this weekend in Cape Town. Cape Town stages it. But uh, the, the whole premise of this tournament is that it... Uh, the teams, the nations in Africa, 16 nations that qualify to play, may only select and players that play in the country of their birth. So South Africa, Bafana Bafana can only uh, select players that were you know, obviously born in South Africa and play in South Africa. The same goes for Mozambique, uh, Nigeria, uh, and all the other countries that are here. So it's not necessarily the national team that would be playing? Yeah, well, well, they do qualify as the national team, okay. and these are official caps, but the, but the point is that uh, Nigeria, Ivory Coast, uh, Cameroon, those countries can't pick their best players. And so that's the big debate. Uh, we don't really see the best of Africa here, because the best of Africa are represented at European clubs and so they can't be represented at Chan. But it does represent a really cool opportunity and a really good opportunity for coaches of African size to test their local depth uh, uh, for their squads and and, the, and it shows you the structures and the development within all these African countries, how their football is developing, uh, the competitive nature of those African leagues as well. Uh, that's something it, it shows you uh, a lot about and that is why South Africa and Bafana Bafana uh, seem to be the favourites. Um, we've got a very strong league. Uh, many African okay. players come, you, you know, play, play their trade here. Zimbabwe is best, you could say, play in, in South Africa. Mozambique have a lot of good players. In fact, Ajax Cape Town have a guy called Tolinio. Uh, he's a Mozambican a highly rated player. He plays in South Africa and uh, unfortunately it means that because he doesn't play in Mozambique, he can't play for Mozambique. So it's a little bit of a, a, a unfair situation. Um, uh, I think there's uh, Kabede that plays for Wits. He's um, a really good player 
um, for uh, for the Ethiopian side, um, but yet he can't pl- play for them because he's based in South Africa. So it's a bit of an unfair situation, but it does favour Bafana Bafana, and it is a good opportunity for Gordon Egerson just to see where he's at with his side, especially with this local talent. And this weekend we see it all happening. Of course, we've got a game 6 o'clock tomorrow night. It's against Mozambique. It's the first one up. And I do think Bafana Bafana are favourites to take that one. Uh, and then also uh, next week, next weekend, they have Nigeria. And during the week on Tuesday night, I think they've got uh, a game against Mali. Of course, Mali took us out at the Nations Cup last year. And so. tickets are accessible and easy to buy and not so expensive. Look, tickets are available. Um, I think uh, you're paying around 80 Rand for a ticket. Until now, okay. we've sold 21,000 tickets for tomorrow night night's game so let's try and sell more um, there's 50,000 uh, capacity at the stadium so let's try and do that I mean get out and, and get to all the venues where you can buy tickets and make sure you do that because I think you will see some good action especially if you're a Bafana Bafana fan just to watch the national team in action it's not often that they play in Cape Town and so. play and win it seems absolutely play we're probably going to win <laughs> Wesley Peterson sports editor Chan it is go and watch it it is a great opportunity one minute past three have a great weekend Sarah B. Cohen, thank you for being with me.